Thanks for tuning in to this episode of UMBC's Miked Up Podcast. My name is Denise Cardona from the Office of Professional Programs at UMBC. Today, I am joined by Franklin Baker, the President and CEO of the United Way of Central Maryland. We're going to talk about a partnership between the United Way of Central Maryland and UMBC's graduate program in entrepreneurship, innovation, and leadership. This past semester, the United Way teamed up with students from the entrepreneurship course at UMBC, and the students developed ideas to help further the goals of the United Way. I hope that you enjoy diving into this episode. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm really grateful for your time and really looking forward to this conversation. Very glad to be on with you, for sure. How would you describe the collaboration with the entrepreneurship course at UMBC this past spring semester and the United Way of Central Maryland? So I would describe the partnership with UMBC's entrepreneurial class and United Way of Central Maryland as one of the most exciting partnerships and collaborations we have been involved in here at United Way. To see and feel the ideas, energy levels, um, the stick to to the topics that are granular and difficult to sort of march through, to see that persistency of the students engaged, um, the, the eyes wide open of my team members at United Way from some of the just tremendous ideas of the students. I was just so excited to behold and experience firsthand. So we're grateful for Carol and the entire team uh, for making this happen with us. Uh, it was just such a Beautiful, not only journey, but thinking about how the plane landed uh, when we landed the partnership. It was really nicely done. It was it's, it was really sort of reinvigorating in terms of the beautiful work we do at United of Central Maryland to see youngsters that some of which were in the workforce already and, and some of which were are not to really grab hold of the mission, the vision and the pure impact work we're doing and just marshal a lot of their creative energies and thoughts around how we could do it even more impactfully. And so it was just a tremendous experience. It really was. And it's such a gift for the students as well as the United Way of Central Maryland to be able to come together like this and to be able to look at things with a fresh perspective, with a fresh lens. So the students come in not knowing much about the United Way of Central Maryland and learning with a fresh lens, the things that are working and maybe not working and being able to provide that unbiased objective point of view and in that safe playground, if you will. And the United Way of Central Maryland gains this great gift of the student's perspective, these fresh ideas from people who are not in the organization day to day, rolling up their sleeves and knowing exactly what's going on. So they're coming at it from a wide open perspective versus maybe blinders on. And what a great idea that is for collaboration. It really was. Yep. What were the top needs of United Way in regards to working with this class? And do you feel that the students grasped the focus of the project? Uh, I think the top needs were making sure we were not missing anything in our perspective. So having an additional set of eyes and ears on what we had preliminarily drafted on behalf of this project. And I think one of the reasons why this is so valuable related to that is we don't often have the opportunity to do as much in the space of young people and having them to hear 
and running things by them. It's typically sort of middle age and older. So to have a group that was either in their late teens or early 20s or mid 20s to be the cohort that's listening to some of our preliminary plans and getting their reactions was was a, a really treat, nice treat, right? And then secondly, as many of them are very technology savvy and they're used to doing a lot of their own primary research um, and data mining and things like that. Um, and so to have that kind of audience scrubbing some of our ideas was also a healthy treat as well to our perspectives. Um, I think maybe the third piece that was um, very good from a needs perspective is we hadn't really sort of tested this in a rigorous way yet. So to have a heavy dose of uh, picking apart what, would, what do we mean by this or that? Um, have you considered this or that? So having that real rigor involved in that process was uh, a need for us to make sure that before we went to uh, other groups for further exploration and further evaluation of, of testing, to have this type of group, which again is not the typical group that we are engaged with on projects like this, right? So I think that's that's probably the top three things I would imagine are the biggest needs uh, related to uh, approaching, you know, the UNBC entrepreneur class. What was the project focused on? So we really wanted to make sure that we were maximizing our approach to being an entrepreneur in a nonprofit setting. So all of our ideas, making sure that we had the ability to think as broadly as possible, to throw a lot of things on the wall and, and let those top ideas, those optimal approaches to stick, right? So working with this uh, set of students was very helpful for us to gauge, um, are we on the right track? You know, are we building, are we building a, a plane or a vehicle, right? Are we building an engine that's really going to fulfill what we ideally hope it would do, right? So for, for us, it really was about making sure that we were clear of what the initial intent was for the project. But more than that, it was how do we actually make sure that we're setting up straw men's and we have the ability through this collaboration to topple the straw man and then build it back up if needed. Right. So do we have the right questions that were asked? Do we have the right framework? Um, do we have the, the, the level of curiosity right uh, involved in the project? So making sure all that was a part of the mix and Carol and, and Bershad and some of the others in the project did a good job of constantly going to that well, right? Um, so it really was this notion of we want to stand up a social impact accelerator uh, within the United of Central Maryland. And we really want to make sure that the ideas that were floating to the entrepreneurship class were uh, really means tested <laughs> and that we had a really safe environment for uh, receiving all ideas, no ideas being a, not a good idea, so to speak. Um, but, but the notion of just free for all is this really make sure that we are thinking as high as we possibly can. And we'll, the dust will naturally settle on what is the most important pathway forward on the different project uh, planks. So yes, it was really, we're standing up a social impact accelerator that's going to help bolster our ability to impact the community with the work of health, education, housing, and uh, economic advancement. And we had several ideas that we came to the class with and that they were just so helpful in sharpening 
either certain ideas that were in draft form or introducing a whole new approach to certain aspects of this endeavor. So we are embraced it fully. <laughs> and we're right now in the process of trying to figure out which one can we use when and how. So. Wow, that sounds like a really great opportunity. And what I loved most was when you said that it was a brainstorming activity, that no idea is a bad idea. Having that safe playground to be able to vet ideas, get them out there on the table, sort through them, marinate them, let them marinate, and be able to pick them apart and see the ones that rise to the top with the most value. That really is so powerful. It is so important to have those fresh ideas come to the surface in brainstorming. And a lot of times those fresh ideas only come from conversations when you're within dialogue and you're tilling the soil of that dialogue and letting it breathe and letting it come to the top in the surface. That's when those great ideas come to fruition. The other thing that we were really impressed by, we meaning United of Central Maryland staff members, is how seriously the students took the level of research that was necessary to complete their part of the project. So they were really embracing and leaning into that responsibility. And of course, Carol uh, would, would emphasize that, but we could tell that they took it very seriously. And it, it, it was clear and evident when they were making their presentations to us to share out where they are so far. And then at the end, when they were sharing out their finalized set of recommendations for us to consider it was a nice culmination of all the work during the semester and then a nice, um, wonderful landing of here's here's our blood, sweat and tears. Take it or leave it. United Way of Central Maryland. We hope you like it. We hope this is helpful. So it was in many ways nice to see that when they started the project, they were serious, but it was evident that they continued that level of seriousness throughout the entire you know, semester of the project, right? So, so that, that was really good to see that. Oftentimes you, you're not sure if the parties assigned to a project were really going at it full bore, but in this case, it was pretty, pretty clear to us. <laughs> and I think that is testament to both Carol Bogash, the instructor, and Gib Mason, the program director, for being the leaders of this really great dynamic entrepreneurship, innovation, and leadership graduate program at UMBC. The students involved in this program are top notch. They are in there rolling up their sleeves and doing the work and showing amazing results at, at the end of it. So let's talk about recent graduate Mershad. He produced a detailed presentation outlining some potential solutions to address the needs of the United Way of Central Maryland, specifically proposing ideas for United for Alice Advocacy Day and the interactive donation interface. What impressed and surprised you the most about his ideas? So as it relates to United for Alice and the Advocacy Day, um, this is the first time we have done a full-on Advocacy Day in quite a long time, like well before the pandemic. So it's, it's probably been at least 10 years that the organization has done a full-on Advocacy Day involving community members, volunteers, donors, partners, so for us, we were in a mode of uh, revving up the engine because it had been sitting idle for some time <laughs> and to, to have nice ideas and approaches from um, Rashad and, and, and others that were close to this was really good because we were really in ideation mode around we're dusting the engine off. We really want to make sure it's ready for prime time. So we're open to 
uh, new ways of approaching how do we actually do this advocacy day in a way that's thoughtful, uh, impactful, lasting in terms of impact on the legislators. Um, so I just think generally speaking, um, it was nice to just step back and say, let's start from scratch. Let's let's not assume anything. Because I think the other thing that we have to kept, keep in mind is even when the advocacy day happens or early next year, we will still be either in late pandemic mode or possibly in full on endemic mode. So there's still the, the, the aftermath, right? And the after effects of the pandemic, which were not on our radar screen years ago when we were doing it before. So there, there is that dynamic of the need to be thoughtful in a way that's embracing of what's present. Right. Because, again, it wasn't that dynamic years ago. So so even in the sense of some of the things could be still happening in a hybrid fashion. So what is the additional thinking around the PowerPoint slides and uh, who's going to be doing the navigation to make sure that the presentations, if there are any, are going well? All of those considerations weren't a part of the pre the pre pandemic phase. <laughs> so, so so just acknowledging that going in is important. Right. But I think just the level of thought about inclusivity of the people we should be approaching to be a part of this day and taking advantage of what we may not have sort of thought about in the past. And that is making sure that we are making a pitch that's not only clear, but that connects with the, the rest of our work uh, at United Way of Central Maryland. Right. Um, so just giving him and the team lots and lots of documents to peruse, you know, our, our strategic plan and, you know, some of the impact work, one, one pagers and lots of other materials to comb through. So they have a nice sense of how we can make the advocacy day most effective. Right. So I think that was important. So, and then, you know, the second project, um, it was really almost mind blowing for us to see what Rashad and, and others had pulled together in reference to how do we take the current approach to collecting dollars from certain would-be or prospective donors um, to, to take it to a place where it's so interactive and it's almost like you're just having a conversation online, that you're beholding a conversation online that draws you into the conversation. So the interplay of what they suggested was an almost actual engagement with two people talking amongst each other and leading to the place where it's a natural transition to, I probably should be giving or contributing dollars to this cause. Uh, we, we had not built anything up to that point that was so interactive and compelling to pull the audience into the screen and feel like they're literally a part of that conversation between those two individuals on the screen and it pulled at your heartstrings. It pulled at your your thought patterns. It made you, you know, view differently what your role might be in helping in this situation. So the way it was constructed, it was so um, so well designed and thoughtful. And it was it resonated with us because we have done things similar, but not quite that way. The the packaging of it was very thoughtful and customized. And so we thought. We can't start this soon enough. <laughs> we, can, we could not imagine not allowing, you know, months of months and months and years on, on end going 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 um, down the pike without having this implemented because it was such 
a well-constructed, uh, um, thoughtful way to engage prospective donors, prospective donors, right? Um, and even, even those who are current donors to maybe propel them to consider giving a bit more, right? I had the pleasure of being able to see some of these simulations that Mershad had put together in a recording of that presentation that they did in the classroom when you were all present. And it was so amazing. It really pulled at the heartstrings, like you said. And uh, from a storytelling perspective, it was so powerful because I had watched the one about a single mother having some financial difficulty. And the way it was put together felt so realistic. And most everybody can relate to this person who is having trouble put, keeping things together, keeping her life together for her children. And it was just so powerful the way it was done. It felt very realistic. And by the end of watching it, I felt like I wanted to give to this person. And even though I'm not a single mother, so I, I don't live that actual world, I can relate to it because I think we've all been there in that situation where we felt like we had a lack of something and a lack of support. And that's the whole point of storytelling is to put that person in the place, the viewer in the place of that story. And I think that this project could actually serve as a role model for so many nonprofit organizations that rely on fundraising dollars to keep them to keep them going. And we, one of the things that uh, we share with Mershad uh, in feedback mode was the simulation felt less like a simulation and felt more truly like a real thing. It, it felt so real that sometimes you can, your mind can be tricked when it's being viewed as a simulation, but when it's a simulation that's seen as an actual real engagement, it really does pull at your heartstring um, even, even more. And so it's just very well done and, and you, and you bet your bottom dollar, you know, we are in the process of tweaking how we pull those things together based upon the tremendous uh, example of, of what could be done in this space for us. What was the main reason that you reached out to Mershad and hired him as a consultant to help implement some of these ideas? He's, he's a proven, thoughtful person. Um, he's got very, very um, convincing ideas. It's, it's clear that he is not satisfied with mediocrity and he's, he's focused a lot on excellence. Um, just hearing him talk about how they were tweaking the PowerPoints and the data points that they were presenting. Um, he's relentless on making sure that he's clear. He was very uh, straightforward about that idea is that if you don't have clarity, you know, it's off or not. You can have lots and lots of data points, but if, if it's not clear, and, and so that that came across very strong to us. And we thought to have a person like that on in the consulting capacity that could really help us push forth these ideas and not only get them set up, but make sure they're executed in a thoughtful, effective way. Um, it would be a shame and a miss if, if we weren't able to do that. So that was just probably part of why we we thought it would be great to pull him in as a consultant to help us uh, as we again as we think about the advocacy days we think about this phenomenal simulation and ways to reach into the, the heartstrings of donors and prospective donors um, and just advocates generally you know even if they don't contribute just giving them the feel of the true impact of our work right so these tools um, that that he would help us to refine and execute. Would, would really go a long way towards impacting the community and people. So, 
Do you have any other additional thoughts that you want to share about the partnership collaboration between UMBC's Entrepreneurship, Innovation and Leadership Graduate Program and the United Way of Central Maryland? I, th I think the, the major takeaway for us was let's never discount the power of the younger population as it relates to strategy and um, the space of addressing critical problems because there, there is a tendency to say X, Y, and Z persons have a doctoral degree or they are steeped in a particular issue for 25 years. So they're the quasi experts on that issue. And that may be the case in most cases it is, but there's, there's a value to having a mind engaged in a, in a challenge that has not been in some ways corrupted by the ebbs and flows of hope and um, despair, right? Their, their, minds, their minds are in many ways more pure about if I have a great idea, what's stopping me from allowing that great idea to propel into actual uh, change. And so just to have young minds like that who are given the chance to think big, roll their sleeves up, produce a set of solutions uh, whether they're viable or not, but just having that space like that with these these young young minds, um, it just it's just so incredibly awesome. As opposed to sometimes having conversations with uh, the middle aged population or older, and you don't get the first base because you're thinking up all of the reasons why we can't do this or why it won't be well received or why you know where I will fall short. And so <laughs> it's so nice to be, you know, connected with with uh, youngsters that um, are just so filled with hope and promise and anything that we put our minds to can be accomplished. That's the spirit they bring. And to have that rub off on us, it was so infectious. Yeah. Hmm, what a wonderful statement. I couldn't agree more with you. Wonderful, fresh perspectives are a gift. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate it. And it was wonderful to share insights and ideas with you and to learn more about this collaboration and partnership between UMBC and the United Way of Central Maryland. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of UMBC's Mic'd Up podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the United Way of Central Maryland, visit them at uwcm.org. And if you'd like to learn more about UMBC's graduate program in entrepreneurship, innovation, and leadership, visit eil.umbc.edu.